Hey there. Ever wonder what happens to all those amazing screenplays that never make it to the big screen? Wonder no more. Welcome to Table Read Podcast, where we bring those undiscovered gems to life. Picture this, talented actors giving incredible performances with the occasional laugh or blooper thrown in, produced by award-winning pros. From drama to comedy, TV pilots to feature films, there's something for everyone. And guess what? We release new episodes every week, so don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Table Read Podcast, where great stories finally get their chance to shine. Hi, I'm Marquita Richardson, and I voice Theo. Would you like to get your Apollyon episodes early? Or maybe discounts on merchandise? Access to exclusive companion series? Or even chat with cast and crew members? Well, turns out there's a way to do that. Join Patreon. As a patron, you have the opportunity for all of this, plus more behind-the-scenes content from all of Observer Pictures' shows. So for more information, or to just go ahead and join, visit apollyon.observerpictures.com and click Become a Member. We'll see you there. Observer Pictures presents Apollyon. Written and directed by Faith McQuinn. This is Episode 7, We Must Protect. We must always remember that vaccines are safe and effective, but not perfectly safe nor perfectly effective. With this idea in mind, the DHH will provide any necessary care to subjects who suffer adverse reactions to the vaccine. This care will extend beyond the trial period if necessary. I hope this doesn't happen, but what if a subject dies? In the case of death. The DHH will fully cover the costs of internment and provide the subject's family with a bereavement stipend. We will also, of course, do a full autopsy to determine the exact cause of death. To further ensure that our test subjects understand as much as possible about the trials, we provide trial documents to every subject when they fill out their assessment forms. Doctors Larson and Ramsey, you will be writing a majority of the document. It should be sent to Dr. Weiss by the end of the week. He will review and get it to my department. Now, let's discuss data collection and organization. As I said yesterday, phase one will be between 50 to 70 subjects or genders between the ages of 25 and 45. The DHH will create a database for this trial. At the same time every day, a new data folder will be added. We use specific naming conventions. For example, this folder is day 10 on the 16th of July. The naming convention is D101607. Within that folder, you will have data for each test subject. If you want the study to be blind, these folders will simply be labeled S01 through S50 or whatever our subject pool is. If the study is not blind, these folders will have a number, gender, and age attachment. For example, test subject 15 is a 40-year-old male. 
Therefore, the naming convention is S15M40. What if we want a wider range of test subjects? As in a larger pool than 70? No, as in starting the age range at 18 instead of 25. It is standard procedure for phase one test subjects to be in this age range. As I recall from school, we learned that most phase one trials have subjects aged 18 to 45. I know I've been out of school for a while, but has the standard changed? Dr. Ramsey, your team is conducting a study with a experimental vaccine. You may have proven that your vaccine is both safe and effective in primates, but the risk to humans is unknown. We must protect our younger population at all costs. Therefore, the standard in this trial is 25 to 45. Felicity Milgram is really rubbing me the wrong way. You hate her. I do not hate her. Well, I think I do. Annabelle, really? Hate may be harsh, but I do strongly dislike her. She's extremely proficient at shutting people down, and she does it with such joy. Her peppiness is aggressive. I definitely think she hates me. Listen, don't take it personally. She's the type to dislike anyone without letters behind their name. We should not be talking about her like this. You started this tirade. Thank you very much. What I meant is that her information is rubbing me the wrong way. I mean, why would our subject pool begin at 25? Because we must protect the young people at all costs. (laughs) (laughs) She acts as if our vaccine is going to hurt people. We wouldn't be allowed to move to human trials if the risk was too high. Hey, will y'all give Dr. Ramsey and I a few minutes? Uh, Yeah, of course. Why'd you do that? There's something going on beyond your issues with Dr. Milgram. What's up? I, I have a lot on my mind, and I, I thought I was compartmentalizing, but obviously not. Well, if it helps, I'm sure I'm the only one who noticed. Mm. I finally opened the box. Oh. I gather it wasn't full of long-lost trinkets from your childhood? My mother worked at a clinic outside the limits. Oh, shit. Yeah. I called Sabrine, and she's she's being very cryptic. And then Felicity Milgram is doing her thing today. I, I just... I'm having trouble with all the non-disclosure happening in my life right now. What exactly was in the box? Of the items I've perused, it's... It's rather damning. Not to sound paranoid, but I don't want to talk about it here. Too many ears. (sighs) Oh, you're serious? Yes. After work, then? Link has some big project he's working on with friends. I can bring you dinner. I'm going out with Reese tonight. And no, you cannot join us. Mm. I'll talk to you about it this weekend. Maybe you should bring dinner to someone else. (sighs) Who? Victoria, you twit. Oh. She's right over there. Go ask her now. You're trying to get rid of me. Maybe. I... Fine. Also, 
try to look as if you want to talk to her. Better? <laughs> It'll do. <laughs> I'll see you back in the lab. Okay. slightly offended that you opened the box without me. Again, I'm sorry. It was very spur of the moment. Or rather, some very manipulative language from Severine. I'm still at a loss as to why she wouldn't just give me everything when I was in Denver. Maybe she didn't know where it was. Oh, she knew where it was. You think so? I know so. When I was in high school, Severine used to plan little scavenger hunts for me. She said they'd challenge my critical thinking skills. This feels exactly like that. But if those papers are what you say they are, then why would she play any sort of games with it? Why wouldn't she just tell you what she and your mother had been doing? My mother didn't want me to know, but my mother's not here anymore, so I have no idea why she would continue to keep this secret. Because your mother asked her to. Oh, not you two. Not me what? Severine said essentially the same thing. I mean, I do not understand why you would need to keep the secrets of the dead. Especially something as big as illegal drug trading. If you act as if your mother was part of the outer syndicate. Maybe she was. She was not. She was helping underprivileged families at a small clinic. That's barely a crime. But still a crime. Do you plan on turning Severine in? Of course not. I, I just need to understand why. Severine said it had to be this way. I mean, what way? And for the love of all, why wouldn't she just tell me? I... Maybe she hopes you'll make your own discoveries. Draw your own conclusions. Oh, would you please stop sounding like the responsible adult in this conversation? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Uh. Okay, besides the papers, what else is in the box? A stack of drives. Which I assume you haven't looked through yet. No. Maybe after dinner? It's probably just more archives from my mother's secret crime life. Which is exactly why I want to be there. <laughs> this is easily the most interesting thing that's happened to me all week. Really? Even though your sons will be here in a month? Nice way to change the subject. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the botanical gardens yesterday to ask about trees. Mm, you're buying an actual tree? Already purchased. I decided on a bald cypress. Supposedly, they do well without much care. <laughs> it will be planted next week. All right, then. I figured I'd wait until the boys get here to decorate it. Or should I decorate it beforehand so they get the full experience? Well, what do they do in Phoenix? We decorated the houseplants when they were young. Kelsey still does it. I think I'll wait until they're here. Maybe we can find some special ornaments or something. Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. I hope they love it here. They will. I've been thinking about moving back. You have? 
I mean, I think about it every time I talk to them. The desire is stronger the longer I'm away from them. But Kelsey and I don't do well in close proximity, and the opportunities here are so much better for me. What about the boys moving here? Permanently? There's no way she'd agree to that. And I hate to admit it, there's probably no way Miles or Anthony would agree to it. Phoenix is home for them. Everything they've ever known is there. Why would they give that up just to be closer to me? I'm sorry. It took a long time for them to speak to me again. After the divorce. Not years, but a couple of months. Which is a rather long time for kids, right? Mm. And it was an avoidance. They actively would not speak to me when I called. It hurt me deeply. Not because they were angry, but because I was the one who made them angry. As parents, we want to protect our children as much as possible. And if we do something that hurts them in any way, we regret it. No matter if that action is for the best, we regret it. So, your mom not wanting you to know what she was doing, I understand. I even understand Severine not wanting to tell you. No parent wants to disappoint their child, no matter if they're 10 or 38. You'll understand when you have kids of your own. Then I guess I'll never understand. I know your life is a bit hectic right now, but you still have time. It's not that. I don't want children. What? I know it's our civic duty and all that, but I don't want to bring a child into this world. And I know what you're going to say. It's perfectly safe and everything is fine, but it's not. A world with quarantines and heavy restrictions and... I worry enough about you and Gabriel and Link and Severine and... and my mom. Okay, you know what? Uh, you invited me out for a good time and I am clearly trying to ruin that. I think it's a joint project. <laughs> uh, let's talk about anything else. Uh, what's the plan when the boys get here? Oh, are we still going to the aquarium? Absolutely. And I'm officially inviting you over to help us decorate the tree. Ah, uh, I haven't decorated a tree since I was a teenager. But I'm in. That's not true. We decorated Gabriel's ugly fern every year in college. Didn't he have some stupid name for it? <laughs> Bob. And it wasn't stupid. For a human? No. For a plant, yes. <laughs> I think Link named it. Oh, now I feel like shit. <laughs> but a fern is not a tree, so Bob doesn't count. Fine. I'll ask Gabriel if he and Lincoln want to join us. If everything goes well, he may have a plus one or two. Oh, really? He's been seeing someone at work for a few months now. Months? I know. Wow, that's great. He's a little... Okay, I'm not going to get into his business too much, but 
He's having a little trouble with the seriousness of it all. Not that surprising. Neither of you have been good with relationships. Excuse me? Look who's talking. I was with Rosalind for an entire year, thank you very much. When was the last time you were in a serious relationship? Or a relationship at all? I do not have time for that right now. Right. Dr. Ramsey has to save the world before she can live in it. <laughs> in the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. On a remote island in frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Lincoln hasn't seen her? No. Not even pictures? He wouldn't know her if she walked right up to him. I barely remember what she looks like. (laughs) Fine, I know exactly what she looks like and where she's living now. I'm sorry. For what? You didn't abandon us. (laughs) I truly am amazed that I didn't notice how shitty you are at this. I'm not... I don't talk to people about her. Ever. Not even Thea? Right. She's the exception to every rule. Please tell me you're not jealous. I wouldn't be human if I weren't a little jealous. She's important to you. Of course. More important than I am. It's different. (sighs) Vicky, I care about you. I do. And you're right, I am shitty at this. You need to understand that this is no small feat for me to talk about Lincoln's mother. To talk about anything personal. And it will continue to be difficult for a while. But... But I am willing to deal with the difficulty if you are. Okay, let's begin with not associating the word difficult with this relationship. I think I can do that. And actually calling what we have a relationship. Okay. 
Admittance granted. Good evening, Felicity. Xavier. You know you can page me, right? And you know that I don't like speaking over an open channel, right? If you don't want people to know you head the department instead of simply being a liaison, maybe coming to my office isn't the best idea. No one is thinking that hard about it, I promise you. Mind if I take a seat? Be my guest. Dr. Ramsey and Dr. Larson have a lot of questions about how we conduct our research. And that's a problem? Not yet. Wow. That was a simple statement, Xavier. Nothing more. I worked in the DHH before you even had a bachelor's degree. I recognize a threat when I hear it. And I'll not stand by while you threaten two of the most brilliant scientists I've ever had working for me. The DHH runs differently than when you were there. Yeah, I doubt it. Besides, I would never threaten Dr. Ramsey. If she's half as brilliant as her mother, she's a commodity the ICRS can't afford to tarnish. You've done your homework. I wouldn't be in this position if I hadn't. Unlike you, who simply had to know the right secrets to get to where you are. If you're just here to be insulting, feel free to show yourself out. <laughs> Doctors Ramsey and Larson will be writing their trial document by Friday. Make sure the language is perfect before you send it to my department. You know we cannot make changes on our end. Nothing comes out of this department that isn't perfect. <laughs> also, I'm more than certain that Dr. Ramsey or Dr. Larson is going to speak to you about the subject age parameters. Please make sure they understand they cannot be changed. Because to suddenly not allow anyone under 25 in phase two would be questionable? Confusing. Right. So we understand each other? I'm not sure understand is the word I would use here, but I'll make sure everything is copacetic. Thank you. You walked all the way across campus for a five minute conversation. It's a lovely night and I enjoy talking to people face to face. Right, so you could tell if they're lying or not. Have a good evening, Xavier. You should get home. I'm sure your family doesn't appreciate you working so late. I cannot believe you talked me into this. Well, you wouldn't go dancing. Because I have work tomorrow. So do I. It's only nine. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Let's go through this thing. Oh my god, you weren't kidding. This is actual paper. I know. I'm trying to remember the last time I had paper in my hands. It's been at least 20 years. Do you think all the clinics outside the limits use paper? It seems terribly inconvenient. Where would you even store it all? Where do you even buy it? Honestly, I think this is a security tactic. Explain? You can't hack hard copies. Ah, well, that's smart. Evergreen. Is this the town? I assume so. I would looked it up and it's only about 15 miles outside of Denver. That's really close for it not to be an ICRS-approved facility. Maybe it used to be. Why would it not be anymore? I haven't really looked into it. 
Are you sure it's not the one? Severine said it wasn't. Yeah, but she also told you that she and your mother worked at a clinic near the wall. Technically not a lie. (laughs) Deepa, list all the ICRS-approved clinics within 20 miles of the Denver limits. Searching. There is one ICRS clinic that fits your parameters, Theo. It is located near Boulder, Colorado. How far is Boulder from Evergreen, Colorado? Boulder is 64 kilometers from Evergreen. It would take approximately one hour to reach it by car. I guess she wasn't lying. That makes no sense. Why wouldn't there be other facilities closer to Denver? Colorado has one of the smallest populations in the country. Maybe the ICRS didn't see a need. Well, Mom and Severine obviously saw a need. Okay, next item in the mystery box. Wow, it's just a day full of old tech. When you said drives, I didn't think these. I haven't seen micro drives in at least five years. Thankfully, I still have an old laptop that can read these. Your pack rat tendencies are proving useful for once. Ahaha, very funny. Do you think these dates are each time your mother or Severine picked up a shipment of Redivir? What? These dates. Do you think it marks every time they picked up a Redivir shipment? Lord, I hope not. These are once a week for, what, three straight months. Maybe it marks every time they visit it. Could be. I mean, Severine wouldn't tell me how they got past the checkpoint. But they couldn't have been going very often. Oh, maybe they paid a guard at the wall. Or they rode in the back of a transport vehicle. Can you imagine Severine and Jamila riding in the back of a truck? (laughs) Please stop being giddy about this. Why not? I love a good mystery. This is not a novel. Good Lord, Theo, lighten up a little. I doubt you'd feel that way if you found out your mother had committed grand larceny. Well... I didn't have a mother past age seven. Oh, I'm sorry. That was inconsiderate of me. It's all right. Just turn on the damn computer already. Hand me one of the drives. Let's hope I can access these files. What if you have to figure out a code? I'm very good at ciphers. You really are far too giddy about this. (laughs) Damn. It is locked. It didn't even prompt you for a code. Wait. It's a bio-lock. How did you know that? The ICRS doesn't use bio-locks? Not like this. We have voice and facial scans, plus coded badges. We used them at my last school. The students were very good at breaking codes, or the teachers were very bad at making them. Either way, biolocks were the answer. Wonderful. I won't be able to get into this at all. Biolocks are engineered for one person. Why would Severine send you things you couldn't unlock? Eh, Maybe she didn't know I wouldn't be able to unlock them. Or maybe you are the only one who can. 
Give it a go. <laughs> Please calm down. I will not. This is thrilling. Your mother had a drive that only you could unlock. Why? Also, when would she be able to program this? They only require a DNA sample to program, not an entire person. It's not difficult. Says the scientist. Mm. Okay, it's a bunch of files. D151201, does that mean something to you? More folders, of course. 8012S, okay, S100, what is this? Those are data points. This chart starts at 38. Do you know what these are? Theo? It's, that's body temperatures. Your mother was a psychiatrist, correct? Yes. Why would she be taking patients' temperatures? Maybe this is from the clinic. It's getting late. I'm tired and- Are you kidding me? Uh, you wanted me here when you went through this and now you're done? It really is getting late. Cut the shit, Theo. Are these files from that clinic? No. Do you know where they're from? I have an idea. But you won't tell me. I can't tell you. The ICRS. Did your mother work for the ICRS? No. Well, these could be Severine's files then. They could be. But why would mom have them? Maybe she didn't. Maybe these are Severine's things. No. No, those papers from the clinic are definitely in mom's handwriting. Plus, why would Severine use my DNA for a biolog? Why is she lying to me? We've already established that she had her reasons. Deepa, call Severine Kana. Calling Severine Kana. It's late. It's only nine, remember? There's also a two-hour time difference. The call cannot be connected. How would you like to proceed? And call. Well, that's strange. That's the second time that's happened. What, that you haven't been able to leave a message? Exactly. She's blocking your calls. I think Severine is sending you on another scavenger hunt. <laughs> this is not fun at all. It kinda is. <sighs> so what's your next step? I think I have to visit the ICRS archives. This episode featured the voices of Marquita Richardson as Theo Ramsey, James David West as Gabriel Larson, J.K. Robbins as Xavier Weiss, Marisha Tapera as Reese Williams, Marina Verlaine as Victoria Kimothy, Meg Biddle-Smith as Annabelle, Will Condelaria as Horatio, Mauricio Ortiz Segura as Elliot, Kirsty Wolven as Dr. Milgram, Marta De Silva as ICRS Computer, and me, Dre Silvertooth, as Deepa. Producer, Amanda Lorraine. 
Sound design and mix, Joshua Sui. Sound recordist, Carl Huber. Original theme, Catherine Seaton. Additional music provided by Soundstripe Music. Virology consultants, Lindsay B. Crawford, PhD, and Peter Krug, PhD. For more information, please visit apollyon.observerpictures.com. Anna Sheridan, New York Times bestselling author of Supernatural Horror, missing for nearly six months now. That's not possible. Is the compass broken? Or did I Given the circumstances of her disappearance, someone with a more vivid imagination might decide she'd pierce the veil, so to speak. Weak radio signal. 700 meters. Closing fast. There's no place for ghost stories and close encounters in this investigation, or any other. I need you to find me. What else would it be? The Shared Tapes, a serialized horror mystery podcast. Stream the complete series today on Realm and on all podcasting platforms.